Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Paper Cuts Podcast. Today's episode is called Clap Trap Up in This Beach. Enjoy. And welcome to another episode of the Paper Cuts Podcast. I'm Dean DeFalco, and with me today is Dan Ryan. Good evening, everyone. And Nick Grillo. Hello. Uh, Sad news about Evan. He got kidnapped by a bunch of psychotic circus people, and he's now being held hostage. I have been sent one toe a day until we pay his (laughs) ransom. He should be back next week, possibly toeless, depending on how much money I can scrounge together. Dan, do you have a $1.40? No. Fuck. Uh, I got you. Oh, all right, great. Nick, Nick, our new guy here, is going to chip in and uh, give me $1.40 so we can save the rest of Evan's toes. But till next week, he will not be here. There's going to be some shipping and handling fees i got to work out to get him back here. They took him all the way to Alaska, believe it or not. It's pretty cold up there. He might That's have frostbite. He, we're going to have to take him to the vet make sure everything's all right. <laughs> that fucking sucks for Evan. Yeah, anyway, uh, we read some comics this week, didn't we? Somewhat, somewhat. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Dan, why don't you start us off? What did you read? Uh, two things. Two things to, uh, to highlight this week. Uh, excellent books that came out this week that if you're not reading, you really, really should be. First one, Rat Queens from Image. It is such a killer, killer book, right? Basically, it, it's, it's like, um, I don't know. I want to say it's kind of like, like a Dungeons & Dragons adventure featuring mostly girls that curse and kill and fuck and, and do all sorts of things that you wouldn't typically associate with the girls. But I've never played Dungeons & Dragons, so I'm not sure if that's what it is. But it is this kind of fantasy role-playing setting, this world where magic exists. And there's just this group of four girls, the Rat Queens, and they are basically the most badass motherfuckers in this town. And they just go through and kick ass and take names and there's one who is a little person and she's <laughs> like all about the drugs all of the drugs that can possibly do- be done in this world <laughs> like in this particular issue she's tripping her face off and is sitting next to to one of the other rat queens and the the image in in the panel is this little you know she looks like a kid which makes it even funnier but this this little girl talking to like a a body made out of candy with a head that is a mint and like she just starts eating it and the next panel they cut down and she's like chomping on her friend's hair it's just it's a really fucking funny book it's beautifully drawn the artwork the coloring in this book is is just killer i mean it's just not what i expected right you know i i i typically take a look at what comes out from image i love image comics they're they're killing it every single week and when a new number one comes out from image i'm like yeah let's give that a shot and rat queens just totally blew me away six months ago and it's still just as good this issue really sees the i think the start of of the overall story creeping in like the the first six issues were kind of set up and we're getting to know who these people are and the way this world works and with this issue we get introduced to the to the big bad guy or who seems like he's going to be the big bad for the series. So we're starting to go into the, I think, the overall direction here. Um, I don't know how long they're planning this book for. It's, it's definitely one of those open-ended kind of stories. It could go two years. It could go, you know, another six issues. I don't know. I guess I, it just depends on sales. Sell real well, so I, I don't I don't see a, a stop in any time for me, you know, foreseeable future. And I, I bet those guys at, at Comic Con, they, they're really cool guys down to earth. And uh, you know, I, I've been reading that book too, and I love it. It's great. Uh, it's, like it's, it's so it's so different. Yeah, yeah, and, and I didn't think I was gonna like. I heard about it, and and at that time, you know, a lot of number ones are coming out for for Image, yeah. and I was just like, you know what, I'll just skip that. And then I just heard some great reviews about it, and and it sold that to me as a Dungeon Dragon. Me too. I never played Dungeons and Dragons in my life. Mm. You know, it seemed way too complicated and way too much reading at that age. So I just <laughs> skipped that all together. And but then I picked up the book, and it's just a fun romp. You know, I remember in maybe issue three or four, they were they're having that little song where they're singing when they're walking down the street. Oh, it's just yeah. like everything's fun and funny about it, lighthearted, but like you know, like you said, beautiful art. 
you know, you know, just cool action scenes. It's just a great book. It's just it was one of those books where it's enjoyable to read. It's like, oh, it's like, you know, you're not really struggling to get through it. It's it's always at the top of your your pull list when when you do sit down and read your Wednesday books, and it's it's fun, like you were saying. Yeah, it, it's one of those ones that takes me like like five minutes to get through, and that is not a knock on its quality or content. It is just so good that I speed right through it. I'm like, oh, this is fucking great. This is great. More, more, yeah. more. Yeah, I remember yeah, in, in I think back issue six or seven when they had that party. I mean, that party was just so, <laughs> you know, it just had so many layers. But, like, all the girls have their own different personalities. And, and V was, like, in her room. And, like, you know, it just it, it just really hashed out. And, and only in six or seven issues, everything really came together nicely. It's, it's, it's impressive. Yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, highest recommendation. If, if you're looking for something fun to read that's not bogged down in – 75 years of uh, continuity at this point, you know, just back Queens. I mean, that's, that's just the way to go. Have you, uh, have you read it at all, Dean? Is that, is it in your purview? Uh, it's in my sights to, to read. I haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm actually a little behind after last week when you guys spoke so highly of Moon Knight, uh, which I'll mm. talk about in a few minutes. I actually kind of caved and bought like the first <laughs> five, six issues. I think it's five issues. Uh, yeah, the first five are out. But uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go on to that when it's my turn. Uh, but what else did you read? Uh, the other book was uh, Silver Surfer, number four, came out this week. And this is Dan Slott and Mike Allred, and Mike Allred's wife, Laura Allred, is doing the colors. And it is, oh, God, it's, it is so fantastic. I have never been a really big Silver Surfer guy. I always thought he looked cool. You know, I, I had the NES game back in the day, which is like the hardest fucking game ever made. Um, it's God, that game is so crazy. Oh, we'll talk about that on a Stone Age gamer one of these days. But, you know, I just I always thought he was a really cool character, but just not somebody that I could get into. I just didn't care about the stories all that much. And I started to like him a little bit more during the uh, Planet Hulk, World War Hulk stuff that was going on when he was the Silver Savage and, you know, found out on, uh, on this planet and whatever. And, you know all that stuff. But this book in particular, basically what it seems like to me that Dan Slott has done. And I don't know if this is conscious or or subconscious, or maybe if I'm the only one who even sees it this way, but he has basically taken in the first four issues of silver surfer. He has made the silver surfer surfer, the doctor from doctor who he has given the silver surfer a companion and it is a doctor who story. It is so similar to the vibe of uh, of what Doctor Who, you know, kind of if you, if you're big into Doctor Who, you know, Doctor Who can be any type of show that it wants to be. It can be a, a scary show, it can be a humorous show, it can be joyful and sorrowful and all these different things. And this really seems to be the kind of joyful side of Doctor Who so far. It's really really good looking. I mean, it uh, is such a beautiful book. Yeah, t- to be honest, Dan Slott lately has been kind of on this tangent. Maybe it's just me where, you know, when Marvel kind of wants to do something drastic or different, they're like, ah, have Dan do it. Dan does a good <laughs> yeah. job of that stuff. I mean, look at Superior <laughs> Spider-Man. As much as people yeah. want to hate that book, I thought it was pretty freaking good, all things considered. You know, that they were like, oh, well, yeah, you it's... know, Peter can't be Spider-Man anymore. Make him a bad guy or make a bad guy be him. I thought it was a cool idea, and I, I'll be damned if anybody wants to argue that that was a terrible book. I thought he did I, a great job. Yeah, I'm on your side on that one. I really liked Superior Spider-Man. I thought it was a nice, it was a welcome change, you know. And and I, everyone did get. I, I was also a critic of it in the beginning. I was like, what the hell are they doing? And then I kept on reading. I was like, this is fun. This is different. You know, it's not the same old, same old. And it's just a, a new. And it's even fun now too to have Peter back. And, and to be thrown into a life that that he is not really, you know, he doesn't know what's going on. So he's learning it. And you could pick up that book, too, and, and learn with him. So it's a lot of jumping on points that you could, you could hop on with. But it's a fun book. Right. Yeah, I'm with you, too. I wanted to hate it. I mean, I yeah. think you and me, Nick, I think we even we even had like a big texting conversation about yeah, how, how fucking stupid this was. This so <laughs> yeah. stupid. How can they fucking do yeah. yeah, what's going to happen with uh, Doc Ock now? Oh, you know, so they could get out of this one. And then, and, then the, and then slowly and slowly we're like, 
I kind of like this. I don't know what's God, going on, but every God week I'm it, pulling it and, and I'm book. actually reading it. <laughs> Son yeah. of a bitch, he got me. Yeah, yeah I, Dan Slot got me. <laughs> fucking Dan Slot, and he's been. I mean, he's been so so consistently good at Marvel for. I got it. It seems like forever now. I don't. I can't even remember a time when he wasn't writing Spider-Man well, at this point. You know, it's yeah. And the, the way I look at it, what he's doing now, anyway, because you know, Spider-Man's one thing for him, but I, I feel like he's. Uh, Marvel's version of Jeff Johns because you know when something was broken at DC they're like have Jeff fix it he totally yeah. reinvented yeah. the Green Lantern to be viable again and I mean look what he did for Aquaman in the new 52 yeah no I, I think that's a very fair comparison because this Silver Surfer book is so charming and there's a lot of just joy in this that, book that I mean, charm may come from the art though well, yeah, I mean, well, th- already this is yeah, classic Mike Allred. I mean, I, I was reading so some of his good. Batman stuff not too long ago, and this is pretty reminiscent of that same sort of style, anyway. Yeah, I, I'm a huge, huge Allred fan. I do not think he gets anywhere near the credit that he should. I, the guy is just, he's just incredible, and and the the coloring that his wife does over his over his work is is just. Fucking spectacular, man! It's yeah, so, I'm, I'm so looking at it. one of the panels when he has the uh, the sun when he's holding it up and he's got all the planets yeah. around him. That's a really cool shot, and uh, it seems like she did a really amazing job shading him with the sun in there and a little bit of shadowing on the rest of his body, and then just the surrounding uh, colors of it is really nice looking too. Um, and just I, I I don't think people give him enough credit because he has a very simplistic approach to stuff too. He doesn't go into yeah. crazy detail or anything, but he does it well. And you know, even when someone does a simplistic approach well, it it should be revered highly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's the thing about All Red too is that his his figure work is relatively simplistic, but once you start dissecting the panels. There is a ton of shit going on in those panels. I mean, they are they are packed with stuff with with storytelling. You know, it, right. his storytelling is so fluid and so good. Is uh, now, I picked is, up the first one of this, but but I kind of fell off a little bit. Is uh, he know? doing the the covers too? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. you know, I, I was just making sure because a lot of times Marvel has different people doing the covers than uh. Than the actual artist. I mean, it looked like him, but I didn't know if there was someone trying to copy him or whatnot. Yeah, yeah no, looking, as far as I know, the second one right now, and that's that's definitely a Dan. I mean, a Mike Allred face on on Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, those two books. I mean, I mean, if you're just looking for again, just something fun to read, the, that's it. Rat Queens, and they couldn't be more different. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rat Queens, they're doing drugs and and. And literally, you know, fucking everything that they can find in front of them and killing and it's bloody and violent and all that stuff. But it's still really fun. And Silver Surfer on the complete opposite end of the spectrum is him taking care of this Earth girl now that is his companion. Again, in a very, very Doctor Who-like fashion. And maybe I'm off there. I, I don't know if anybody else sees it. But, yeah, it's it's killer. Yeah, I just went on to one of the stills for the Rat Queen's issue, and of course, it's some sort of peppermint patty wannabe getting her face mm-hmm. chewed off. What the fuck is... <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have right to read it. it. It it looks it looks cool. Uh, uh, I, I, have, looks I haven't cracked the new issue of uh, Rat Queens yet, but I, I was always uh, so I, I, I kind of went down the shore on a little vacation, so I didn't get a chance to read that this week. But I, I'm such a big Rat Queens fan, and it took a little hiatus recently, and I was I was kind of bummed about that. But you know, everyone's got to catch up with their art and, and storylines. Right, right. Yeah, uh, good, good stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, Nick. What did what did you read this week? So yeah, so a little history b- behind me, you know. I don't know what to pull. You know, I, I do read a lot of stuff, but uh, so I, I was kind of a, a newbie to comics a couple years ago. I you know I think uh, came on board with um, you know Watchmen when that came out. I was I you know stoked about that the movie, and, and so I, I went back and read the books. You know, I, I roomed with Dan so many years ago, and, and when he used to read comic books, I used to make fun of him for reading these picture books. You know, <laughs> fast forward 10 years, and, and I'm at the comic book store every Wednesday, you know, shelling out my money for these things. And uh, and then, you know, 
I slowly got back into it with with Image, and you know, I read Why the Last Man, and you know, I, you know, that's Vertigo, and you know, crawled back in, and and then the New Fifty Two, I, I kind of you know went head over heels into that, and and so that was a nice launching point for me. So I, I'm more of a you know, I'm kind of a New Fifty Two transplanter into comics. And uh, a lot of people are controversial about, you know, what the hell the New 52 actually do to the Rune DC, you know, but it, it does bring people in, you know, these reboots, re- reboots do, you know, introduce new audience. It was, it was a friendly point for me to come on. And, you know, once I came on, then I went backwards, uh, you know, I, I, so I did a lot of, a lot of reading over the last couple of years and I had a job too that I could do this at. But, um, so the books I wanted to pick tonight, I, I didn't know what I really wanted to go to. I could have picked just image, you know, just DC, you know, just Marvel or, you know, just Vertigo. I, I, but so I, I went with two, I, I, you know, I did go with DC, I did go with the uh, image and then another Marvel book. But the one I want to talk to about first is uh, manifest destiny. Is that anyone read that one yet? No, I have not. I, I think I read, I, I think I read like the first two issues and like so much else in comics for me just i like i'm gonna i'm gonna keep getting it because it's gonna finish eventually and then i'll read it (laughs) well i I actually hope it doesn't finish it's it's you know it's 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 fan fiction uh fan fiction with with a spice of history in there and it's um it's by uh chris dingus and uh matthew roberts is doing art and owen uh guinea i think i don't know how to pronounce that name is, is doing the colors and uh, Chris Ding, uh, Dingus is, uh, have, I suppose, to pronounce his name, is actually the writer or creative team behind um, Being Human, the hum- the English, the American mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. So it, I was, I was kind of like that when, when I heard that. So, and I'm a big fan of, of revisionist history. So what, what Manifest Destiny is, it's about um, Lewis and Clark's adventure across America, and, and that really tickled my fancy because you know at that time, to, to put yourself in their shoes. They're going across like, you know, a span of land, which they have no clue how far it goes. They have no clue what's out in those woods. You know, just a president comes to them and they're like, can you go see what's out there? You know, bring a scientist and and a uh, <laughs> and an army general and, and see what you guys can do. And so that's, you know, that's basically what this book is. And then they throw a bunch of just crazy, you know, sci-fi, not really sci-fi, but just, uh, you know, imaginative fictional characters and, and events that are happening in it. And uh, so in the first, like, kind of arc, they, they make their way out there and um, they start encountering these, like, buffalo. But they're, like, buffalo people. They're, like, you know, so kind of like a centurion where it's, like, a buffalo body and a gigantic man on top. And so, you know, they, they run into that and, and that's, that's a wild adventure. And then they, they meet up with, um, what's her name? Um, uh, not Pocahontas. Sacagawea. 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 Yeah, Sacagawea. And she's just like this total badass. And then if you actually go into Sacagawea's actual history, she's like a 16-year-old slave to this Frenchman who like gets impregnated by this Frenchman. And like, and this is real life. And like, she goes around with Lois and Clark and it's actually like, um, it's like, it's like their peace ticket. Because whenever they go to another, you know, tribe and meet them, she's their, you know, concierge she's the one that the go-in-between person and if you have a woman traveling you with that time you were actually a, a peaceful traveling group and you weren't you know you weren't there to take over and so yeah, you know but you got but to be this, like no 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 it's cool we got this native american chick yeah don't fucking, yeah, well, yeah don't she, kill us brown we're good <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah she's just like you guys guys i know you're different tribes but you know don't kill us and she's you're, pregnant you know God, we have been white assholes our whole lives like <laughs> she's just like you it's cool she's just like yeah yeah don't worry Luke about it's like holding her up like wiggling her around as she's pregnant <laughs> like look i got one and, and so but that, that's a true story. I mean, think, put it, you know, put yourself in her shoes. A 16-year-old girl gets taken away from her culture, gets impregnated by this French guy, sold off to these, you know, English people going across America. And so you have to, like, you have to think that she's kind of badass. Like, you know, this, 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 like, chick, so young, but but holding her own with with everything. And in this book, she is like, she's she's Batman, and it's so cool. And she, you know, she's the one who takes down that big, that that big buffalo hybrid guy, you know. And, and then, then the next village that they create, there's like some kind of, um, you know, green ivy that takes over people, and and then they have, you know, that's another, you know, kind of uh, people they go in, another group they meet, and they're surrounded, you know, by these big, you know. Uh, wooded post fences everywhere to keep the buffalo people out and but it also is, is containing this virus that's in there 
And uh, so they, they, you know, escape that. And now she's with them. She's saving Clark's life left and right, you know, and, and Clark just hates her too. You know, uh, he, he just doesn't give her any credit. And, she, and like the whole time she's just flying through the air, killing people, saving <laughs> lives. And like, she just kind of just goes back into the corner and sits by her little, uh, you know, the French guy that she's with the whole time. And, you know, not to mention, you know, it, the art is beautiful. You know, Matt Roberts is really killing it on this book. Uh, and, and so the storyline goes through uh, Lewis. So he's you know, the whole time he's writing this journal that he's going to give back to the president to tell you what the hell is in this country that that we've now established in. And uh, so it, it's cool to have the real time stuff what's going on, the inside of what Lewis is thinking about and writing about, you know, at one point, like um, so at now like this big frog type thing came and, and and smashed their boat in half so like half the boat is still on the water half the crew is still you know is now on land and so um you know there's one part where like this one guy's trying to get to the boat from the land and and here, i'll get to it right over here and lewis is like you know he he was a he was a dumb he was a, he was a stupid man and then like he like gets snatched up in the water and he goes you know, he was a brave man. Like, so it, it shows like the revisionist history and everything. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a, it's just a great book. I really, I really do advise you guys picking it up. It's a, it's a fun read. Sweet deal. That's uh that's eight issues in now. Yeah. Yeah. Eight issues in now. And, uh, coloring's beautiful. You know, like the one part where he goes, you know, Corporal Shaw was stupid. And then he has a Corporal Shaw and they cross that out and they cross the stupid part out. And he says, Corporal Shaw, Corporal Shaw was a, was a brave man like it's just <laughs> it's cool it's, it's just cool to, to see his insight on, on what the hell's going on it's very raw you know um raw portrayal of what's going on and at the same time you have what, what he's telling to the whole crew and everything awesome That's, that sounds really awesome yeah i'm um like i said i think i read the first issue or two and then yeah i'll, I'll jump back in that's enough of a recommendation for me <laughs> it's it's a fun book. It's a fun book. You really should read it. And then the second one I was talking about was uh, was Ghost Rider. Has anyone read that one? The new all new Ghost Rider. Mm-mm. It's uh, with uh, <gasps> Felipe Smith on um, uh, writing it, and then uh, Trad Moore on um, art with Val Staples doing the coloring. Nice. Staples it's, is excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I read this one on my iPad and the colors are so vivid and it's just like total new style of, you know, from front to back, the second page, you know, it's, it's, it's in this, in this version of ghost rider, he's not having a motorcycle. He has a car. And so like the second page in, it's all like gears going around odometers, you know, all this kind of, um, you know, car centric stuff, which is, which is pretty fun to, to look at and, and to, and to, it's like a new angle on the ghost rider, which is, which is cool. But, you know, Robbie was, um, a Spanish guy from LA, you know, he's in a rough neighborhood. He's got a, a brother that's in a wheelchair, you know, and I think the first issue, his brother's wheelchair gets stolen. And, uh, you know, so he has to, you know, fight the local kids to get it back. He gets his ass kicked. So it shows that he's a, you know, he's a good guy. He's a tough guy. And then um, he also works in a, in, a, in a garage. So he's fixing cars. And um, one night, like, he takes this one car out for a joy, not for a joyride, but for, for a race. So he's got a, you know, race to get money to get um, his brother's, to buy his brother a new wheelchair. And um, so he's racing this car and, and he, you know, he's winning, but then all of a sudden the cops come and, you know, he veers off one way. And then all of a sudden he gets like, he gets like SWAT on him, it looks like. And uh, they ended up chasing him into a corner and he's like, you know what? I, I give up, guys. You know, I'm not going to do this anymore. And uh, he gets he gets killed. So they just mow him down. They take his car and uh, and then they bounce. So you, you don't really know what's going on. But it turns out there was these you know drugs in this car and it's kind of like a dr heckle you know mr hyde drug where it turns this guy into like the scientist guy into this beast this hulking guy and uh so this is you know the story behind that is pretty interesting and uh the the main thing i really take away from the book is the art the art's incredible uh, have you seen any of uh, any art of this uh, yet I'm, I'm looking at it right now it's much different from any of the other Ghost Rider stuff, and I mean the character himself looks completely redesigned too. Yeah, it, the actual Ghost Rider character looks really cool, and like you said, Dean, so so different from you know the '90s Ghost Rider that I grew up with. 
you know, just I couldn't couldn't be more different. But it looks really good. Yeah, it, it looks really sharp and and very very different. I mean, his face just overall looks crazy because it's not exactly a skeleton. It looks like something out of Hellraiser almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, when he gets taken into the car and the, the car and him become pretty much one, and uh, it's 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 aggressive. But you know it's very stylized. Um, you know it's some like one panel like in this recent uh, in, in number four, uh, page seventeen. There, there's like graffiti in the street, and just everything is so complex, and it's so beautiful, so well done, and uh, it, it's just a joy to read. And the story's it's picking up. You know the story is is a, is a really cool story. I, I want to learn more about Robbie. I want to see what's going to happen with him. You know um, his bro- his little brother. You know. I'm not really invested in him, but you know, I, I love the I love the interaction between this demon car and this and this young kid who's in way over his head, but you know, and and just shocked that he's alive after getting killed. You know, it's it's a fun romp. Well, I mean, I mean, cool, cool. Hopefully, it'll develop into something more. I mean, I'm looking at it uh, right now, and definitely looks like it, it has the ability to keep going, especially with this cool art style. I mean, even if it has a weak story for the first couple issues. It could definitely make that up, like I said, just by looking at the the art. You know, being that yeah. radically different uh, is a good thing for a book like this. Yeah, it, it's not something you're just gonna thumb. You know, it, it, the story's it, the story's good. It, you know, it's not blowing me away. The, the character developments is, is kind of slow, but you know, it, it's still it's still a great book. He's, he, you know, he's he's still a high school kid, so you do have you know high school class stuff and you know things to to give him a little more ethos and and. You know, it's it, it's it's a fun book. Awesome, awesome. Well, ha- did you read anything else? Uh, not this week, really. But, uh, well, um, I, that that's all good, man. I mean, yeah, you, yeah there's I, only I, I, so much time in a day, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool, cool. I was gonna talk about Spider Man too, but I didn't want to talk about too much, uh, you know, Marvel stuff. Oh, I talk about Spider Man by all means. Ha- has anyone read the new Miles Morales stuff? Miles Morales stuff. I haven't gotten to it yet this week. Uh, did you read the other stuff? Uh, you know, the the stuff. The, not, yeah, the, I'm, before this all new Spider-Man stuff. I think I'm. I think I'm one or two issues behind. I think. Yeah. There's just so there's so much shit that comes out every week. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, it's just, it's it's another thing though. Like going back to to the Superior Spider-Man. Like I I, I really was like this is gonna be fucking stupid. I don't want to read this. Why are they going to kill Peter Parker and Ultimate Spider-Man? It's the best book they put out. You know, I was all pissy about it. And <laughs> it's good. It's real yeah. good. I, I, I loved, you know, Spider-Man uh, really got me into the Miles Morales character. So, you know, af- right after I read that little mini series, I was like, I got to p- I got to see what the hell his deal is. And I got to go back and read them all. So I went back and I read them all. So I've, I've been really following Miles, you know, little journey here. And, and there is a big time gap that that, you know, which was nice. It was whenever there's a flash forward. I, I like that stuff. It, it adds mystery, you know, gives me a little spacing. It, it gives, you know, it could just adds more depth to everything because you don't really know what's going on. You don't know what happened in those time period. You don't know how he matured. And, and he did. So, you know, it was it's cool to see this character grow up and now become, you know, what you're going to think is going to be Spider-Man. I, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Well, but in no, this issue, especially if the the rumors of the merging of Kim the universes and yeah, yeah, what, what the, was that in uh, the rebooting and all that shit? Was that in Thor last week, where that one crazy guy in the Marvel in Miss Marvel costume was like, "All the worlds are coming together." Yeah, it's like, and it's it's the big thread that's going on in in Hickman's Avengers, and with the the Avengers now stuff that's coming. Uh, I think September is when they yeah. start a fit. I, like I, I fell off on Hickman's Avengers. Yeah, I love Hickman. It's so dense. It's you know, so I, dense. I, I read East, East and West, and but I, I just, I just fell off on that. Well, one. it's East really and I West mean, is fucking bananas. I, the book's cool so and all, but I there's oh god, it's it's a clusterfuck when it comes to trying to figure out what's going on sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and that and and that's and that's another book that I'm always like. Oh, let me let me read this one. If this is not, and then I'm gonna drop it. If this one sucks, and then every bo- every book, it's like it's good, and the art's beautiful, and I love those those Native American people, and but it it's more that's a that's a book you have to read and trade because there's so much stuff going on in that. It's so dense. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Real, Hick, Hickman, 
Hickman may be too smart for his own good. <laughs> He's like his because his shit, like a lot of times with writers like Hickman, they're not as smart as Hickman. So the stuff is just as dense, but it doesn't make any sense. Like all of Hickman's stuff eventually comes together. Well, I, I don't I, I don't know if that's going to happen in, in um, what's the other one he writes, the Manhattan Projects. Oh, that, that book went way off the rails, and it's all the way in fucking South America somewhere. That's how far off the rails it is. Well, I, I think it's more on Venus. I, I don't, it's, got, it's off planet, I think. Yeah. It's, it's still one of my favorite books. It's so awesome. It's cool, but, like, I got to the sixth issue, and I was like, what the fuck just happened? Where did this guy come from? This doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, it, it gets even weirder. It, it, six, it still had a storyline. It still had, oh, a, yeah. you know, a, a direction. Now it's like I, I thought there was going to be that whole um, civil war between the um, what was that the the Roberts or whatever the um, the main the, characters the Oppenheimers the, the Oppenheimers yeah. yeah blue versus the red. I thought that was going to be a big civil war. That turns out to be one issue, and then, and then you know <laughs> spoiler alert, he, he gets killed at the end of it. It's like what the what's going on here? Like where is the direct? Who has a, who has the steering on this ship here? Yeah, long story <laughs> short, don't don't get into the Manhattan Projects unless you want to have an aneurysm. <laughs> it's fun. Like some of the parts are just like I still love seeing Truman with his uh, you know his. <laughs> His crew that was around when when he was getting taken off to be president because the last president got shot yeah. or died. He was that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's, what was it? It's uh, such an interesting book. Uh, it's so weird. It's it so weird. it is really, really goddamn weird though. <laughs> it is all over the place. So that's why I, I like those books, but I also will go back to you know my little Miles Morales stories and. You know, my, my Ultimate Spider-Mans, I read all those guys through. So it kind of, you know, that was a, a big thread all the way through. And now in, in, in Miles Morales of the Ultimate Spider-Man, Peter Parker's back. We don't know who he is. You know, he's probably a clone. And uh, there's also two different Spider-Men that are going around. They're, they're running havoc around town. And uh, so, but it also comes down to a very personal level. Uh, in this episode, in this issue, Miles tells Kate Bishop that, he's spider-man and you know his little sidekick the whole time is like don't do it man <laughs> whatever you do <laughs> just don't do it and so he's you know because he's got such a heavy conscience about everything you know he, he he's the one who who led venom to uh the apartments and then that led to his mom dying you know he, he that led to the breaking of the relationship between him and his dad and and now, you know, he just wants to get this stuff off his chest. He wants to tell somebody. So he tells his girlfriend, Kate Bishop, that I am Spider-Man. And she, she doesn't say a word. She just runs away. <laughs> so it's like the little little things that, that really make this book uh, special. I, I think that um, Bendis is just great writing these characters. And, oh, no, it was actually in this one. It was actually in the Spider-Man where, so on, on page, like, I think it's like three and four, um, you see this this Asian guy in this Miss Marvel costume, and he says, "They're converging. The Earths are converging. All we remain one. We're all, you know." And then it's bleeped out. But I, I think that's you know that's your little cue what's going to happen with all these books. They're probably you know he's probably going to go to the, the 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 main books and and you know they're probably going to get away with the the Ultimate Universe. Well, they got they're doing some. I mean, with with uh, Agent Captain America. Like, uh, I don't think it counts as spoilers anymore since they announced it on Colbert last night. Yeah. But uh, Falcon is going to take over as Captain America because Cap's super soldier serum is no longer working. So he's an old man now. And <laughs> Thor, Thor is going to be female. And it's not going to be like Lady Thor or, you know, Chick oh, Thor. Yeah, but did you hear where She's they announced that, Thor though? On The View, <sighs> which, you know... That's just weird. Why? Yeah, and then it is weird. I did have uh, I had MTV on, and they had commercials like the day after uh, promoting this female Thor. I was like, "What is going on here?" Yeah, they <laughs> got Thor, they got their demographics all fucked up. Because don't get me yeah. wrong, you know, I They're I'm all for books. yeah, I'm I'm all for people reading comics and everything, but I don't think the people watching MTV watching fucking Catfish. And real world and shit <laughs> and are your main demographic, you know? 
<coughs> oh, there's there's a lady Thor now. I oh god, I, I hope she has has three infant children and a baby daddy somewhere. Oh boy, I hope hope that's what's going on. It's like no, no. The demographic that's watching those shows is is uh, my girlfriend, my fiance had a friend come over, and I was like, oh, you know, you guys chill out here. I'm gonna go inside and read some comics, and and she looked at me like I had 14 heads. <laughs> you know, and this is the, that's that's who's watching these MTV shows. Yeah, you know, the people are gonna be like Thor, like you know, oh, is, is the movie gonna come out? Is the movie Thor gonna come out? You know, it, it's it's not. And, and I thought, you know, if you're gonna have a lady Thor, why not have the granddaughters of Thor? Yeah, that, I mean that that makes sense. But they were badass. That could be a great team. That's like the Rat Queens, like in the yeah. Marvel universe. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting, and I I really hope that that Marvel kind of sticks with whatever the hell it is that they're doing. I mean, I really, the cynical side of me, which I I try to keep in check most of the time, but the cynical side of me looks at this and says, you know, next May 2015, the Avengers age of Ultron comes out and it's going to be Steve Rogers as Captain America and a white dude Thor in that movie. There's no way in the comic books that it doesn't match that. There's no way. And the the rumors are is that they're you know Marvel is going to hit the reset button like uh, like DC did, which is totally fine with like whatever I don't care you know just just if you're going to do yeah. it go go all the way in you know make sure make sure you if you're going to yeah. reset reset everybody don't don't do what DC did don't don't yeah, have that's... Superman be here for five years and have already been killed by Doomsday that's yeah insane made perfect yeah. sense. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I read uh Batman and Robin Omega this week and it was just so weird. It's like what fits into this new fifty two? Tell me yeah, things about that because I I I'm wanna buy it, but it it just I, I it's it's so low on my list, like it's 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 in between interest and not give a fuck and I wanted <laughs> to make that jump, but there's just something that's holding me back because I feel like they got me by the balls. And then at the end of the book, they're just going to kick me square in the nads and I'm going to regret every dime I spent on it. <laughs> yeah. The first half, it was cool. It was just like a revision, you know, revisionist history of what the hell's going on and how we got to this point. And that, and, and I love, you know, um, Grant Morrison's take on, on, on the young character. And, and I loved when, you know, I actually got into those books, you know, and I picked up Black Mirror, you know, Snyder's and Jock's, you know, Batman and, and Robin and Which I love so that. good. I loved it. I, I love the new twist of, of Dick as Batman and the young Robin. And, and, you know, it was a fun, you know, book. And then, you know, they had to kill the character because Grant Morrison, that was his plan, which was, I think was stupid. And, and then they come out with this horrible animated, you know, uh, cartoon in the movie, which <laughs> was also, <laughs> I, I couldn't get through it. I, I watched it three times. I fell asleep every time during it. That's not good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Morrison's so, a very uh, wordy person. He is, yeah. and, and I'm I'm on the fence with Morrison. And people, you know, there's a Morrison con out there, so they, you have diehard fans, and and I'm more like, just write we three, you know, give me about four words, and most of them be rough, you know, <laughs> cut it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I I I like Morrison, um, not on Batman. I like him other places. Uh, agreed. I I think he fits in other places. Let let Snyder handle Batman though. Yeah, yeah I, and that's the thing. You know, like I I like my Batman a certain way, and maybe that's a problem with me. Uh, but yeah, you know, Morrison, I he he is. He's such a he's a polarizing dude because for the most part, people love him or hate him. And you know, especially with the with the Damian Wayne stuff that was going on, you know, pre New Fifty Two, and then. Once we hit New 52, the whole thing really just fell apart for me at that point. Because how, 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 how do I have a, a, a Batman who's been there for five years that's gone through four Robins, one of them being his 13-year-old son? Like, wh- when, uh, Dan, how... Dan, we, we've been through this. Just Batman <sighs> has needs. He... He doesn't like to talk about it, but he he needs companionship of little boys. <laughs> and once once it's it's like Neverland. Once once they get too old, he he just it's like fuck you. I, I'm gonna get a new one. It's like a new car. He needs a new one every year. <laughs> it's just so strange. 
I think, uh, did you see Dean? I think we, uh, we lost Nick here for a sec. <laughs> I did. Okay, okay, he's back. He's back. All right. I did it's such a dumbass move. <laughs> closed. I'm, I'm, a, I'm on a laptop. I closed the laptop. I was like, <laughs> nice, I have, nice. uh, in the background, I have Manifest Destiny up. I'm like, I don't need Manifest Destiny anymore. Let me close this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit. I just lost connection. I'm screwed. <laughs> nice. Well, I, you only missed about oh. uh, like 15 seconds of us going on about how Batman needs companionship for little boys. So I think I think you're in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't need to be on that conversation. Uh, oh. But I, I mean, uh, overall, do you do you feel this this new Batman book is is passable at best? Uh no, because once you get to the back half, it was just like a clusterfuck, you know. It was a weird war that was going on. A, a new character that I didn't know anything about. I, you know, may not be new, but he's new to me. And uh, you know, he ends up stealing Robin's body, and there's some crystal inside, a chaos crystal. I was like, you guys lost me. I enjoyed the first half. <laughs> I'm with, out. Like, yeah, with the nice sentimentality of you know Batman losing his son. You know, they really he wrapped like Tomasi wrapped it up nicely. It was a good, solid ball halfway through the issue you're like you really you know you took the new 52 stuff and you really ran with it you, you made it concise you know you took some, some things out and, and yet you, you kept a nice ball and at the end you just blew the ball up and i have no <laughs> clue what's going on and nor do i care was the uh, the villain apocalypse <laughs> it was not it was apocalypse is like henchmen so yes it's apocalypse but it's no no it's, it's dark side dark side dark, dark side sorry yeah, yeah, it was Darkseid, and then so it was one of Darkseid's henchmen. I could look it up. I see I, it, it is. It's it's not a big deal. I was just I was just curious. <laughs> um, like hasn't hasn't Damian Wayne? He's only been dead for like six months, right? Right. Yeah, if that. Like, let him let it be for a nah, while. I, maybe this, it's, it's, it's. I think it's uh, been a year. I, th- I think it's been a year. Yeah. Even even a year is not long enough. Oh, you're this, right because this is I mean, what drives me nuts about this. Well, shit. I mean, think you know, about how long they they let Jason Todd die. You know, he he was dead dead for a pretty long time yeah. before they died, decided to <laughs> Until put him back. Superboy in. punched him back into life. <laughs> that's the fucking worst. Oh god, that's so stupid. Why are you back alive? I don't know. This motherfucker punched a wall of reality or some shit. I don't know. Right? Because editorial said I had to be off. We go. <laughs> <laughs> the the only redeeming so thing funny. about the second half of this book is uh, Shazam. Uh, I just think that it's it's fun to see this little kid, you know, in this big body, and and like a couple times he tries to save Batman. He's all happy in himself, and like at the end he like snips this line that has Batman. You know, uh, he te- he tethered himself to wherever their portal was going, and he comes in and he's like, "Oh, right, I saved Batman twice in one day." And Batman gets up and he just starts wailing on him. <laughs> he's like, "They had my son's body." You know, <laughs> it was it's funny. That was the only good thing about it. Do Do so. you read Batman comics now? Like, if I if I read Batman in in Scott Snyder books, what, it, what voice do you read? Kevin Conroy, like a Batman the animated series. Do you mean that, the only Batman voice that's applicable? Yeah. In, in every other comic book that I read Batman in, it's the stupid Christian Bale voice. No, I don't I, I know why. Do I can't. Oh, I can't do that. I can't no, get no. past. I'm making fun I can't of it. Stop. I'll do that. I, I can't I, stop. I, I, I watched Batman I the other day too, and I was like, "Why didn't he just use that stupid same voice?" He like, he comes out in the costume and he and he uses his normal voice. Well, he kind of modifies a little bit. Yeah. But then then the third one is just it's just fire to me. <laughs> so stupid. I just I I like I tr- I actively try not to read it in that voice. And when I'm reading Snyder's Batman, I it's Kevin Con like it's just Batman the animated series. Because you what saved those the good sound. Batman for that. Yeah, but every yeah. other comic, it's this is both swear to me, Alfred. Alfred. I, I had that conversation <laughs> with uh, with Veronica yesterday. I was I was so saying bad. like so so who's your Batman? And I, I my Batman is still. You know, the 1989 Batman, oh, Michael yeah. Keaton, you know, that's my Batman. And, you know, Conroy watched all those cartoons, you know, it, he's still not mine. And 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 Christian Bale is, is definitely not mine. I could never get over Christian Bale from uh, American, what was that, American Horror Story? American, American Psycho. Psycho. 
Mike, American Psycho. Yeah, that that movie. I watched. I remember Dan. We saw that at college. Yes, I, I do. I, I flipped out of that movie. I hated it. I just couldn't believe that this guy is still going to be an actor in Hollywood after that movie. After he's he's having sex with a girl and talking about uh, Phil Collins. You know, it's just like I believe on. it's his strongest work. <laughs> you shut your dirty mouth about that movie. Oh god! <laughs> Running through the hallway in some high tops with a chainsaw. Chainsaw, <laughs> yeah. She, as she runs down the stairs, and he's kind of just moving his arm very little bit in a circle, and then drops it on her. <laughs> like, is that how it works, really? Oh god, I know. Just that the movie. odds of that chainsaw hitting her, like a million to one. <laughs> and yeah, fucking maybe course. Even higher. <laughs> I think that's why his reaction after he drops the chainsaw and he, like, he just yells. I did it! (laughs) I remember that yell. Scratches it off his bucket list. Kill someone with a chainsaw from 50 stories up. Yep, sounds like a plan. (laughs) Done and done. Next. I gotta return some tapes. Who's who's your Batman, Dean? Uh, It's it's always gonna be Kevin Conroy. Hands down. I grew up with that cartoon, uh, and then I ended up going into Batman Beyond and old Bruce still being Kevin Conroy and everything about him, just the cool, calm demeanor, having him in Arkham uh, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Yeah. He he makes it for me. He really does make th- that Batman for me because he he just has this cold, calculating approach to how he, how he handles everything. He does it fantastic. He, he, he is the best voice of Batman. But I, I don't know, maybe it's just my first, you know... Uh... No, my first far away, far away into it, foray was actually um, the '66. So that was the first time when I was a kid. I remember watching it on television, and mm-hmm. I loved it. I mean, I recently saw it. It's it's on like IFC now, and it's brutal. Ad, like, Adam West, no, he he has no place in my head. I I it, like Adam West as a person and a funny <laughs> guy. But I like never him as a Batman. mayor on, <laughs> yes. on Family Guy. Yes, I, yeah. I like That's Adam West better. funny as a mayor. I, see, I, I love that that old Batman TV show. I, I love it. It is brutal. Like, if you watch that now, it is brutal. I, I tried to watch with my kids because uh, the, the, the movie that they made with the bat shark repellent, is mm-hmm. that's it's on Netflix. So we were sitting down, and, and my kids, we, we've watched most of Batman the Animated Series. We've, we've watched most of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, and they're only five, so I'm running out of shit to show them. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, let's put this movie on, and they were completely uninterested in it. Because wow. you're right, it is. It's brutal. It's I, I love it for what it was. Um, it's still, Frank Gorsham is still my favorite depiction of the Riddler. Um, yeah. I think he is still the best that, that Riddler has ever been. Uh but but yeah, it's because I'm with you like Michael Keaton. When I picture Batman in my mind, it's Michael Keaton. It You know, it's it's him mm-hmm. in the very beginning of that movie when when they're looking at all the weird shit that that Bruce Wayne has in his house. And he's like, oh, it's uh, it's Japanese. Got to, <laughs> how do you know? Because I got it in Japan. Got in Japan. Bruce Wayne, yeah. you know, <laughs> like just that that whole his whole thing. I I fucking i adore that movie but yeah i mean kevin conroy is the voice that i hear yeah when i read this ex- except except for for other shit i still hear no, swear to me it's, it's <laughs> i'm not Alfred. talented enough to put voice into my comic reading <laughs> it, it, the voice is actually my voice it's, it's strange <laughs> i'm batman i'm also yeah. wonder woman and... batman, I'm, yeah exactly i'm wonder woman i'm next to <laughs> i'm a wall actually oh good for you that's that works <laughs> very, cool. very cool what what about you dean oh man what did Dr. i read dean DeFalco. Uh, anything yeah. this week yeah you know what i i ended up trying to catch up on some stuff uh and i picked up an old book uh besides reading moon knight which i have to agree with dan and evan from last week it's fucking fantastic and i like the fact because not enough books do this where you can open the book you start a story you close the book it's the end of the fucking story yeah. Why Why can't more books do that? Why can't they fit a story into the designated pages? Because, you know what, it, it, it has all the creepiness and darkness that this book needs to have to be uh, different, and they fit it into the 22 pages that the book gets, and it, it gets the point across just fine, and I, I like it. You know, uh, it, sure, it's sometimes most, yeah. it, it leaves me wondering, uh, you know, what else could happen, but I, I think it's cool. And if it keeps on this track or maybe it's just a lead-in to something else, fine. I I think it was probably a cool way to test the water and open up the floodgates for something else. 
Yeah, and, and most people are not as talented as Warren Ellis. I mean, that's... No, that's that's, you know, that's correct. Comics are really on this this big decompression and really have been, you know, kind of... It seems like since Bendis kind of rose to popularity that decompression has been the thing where... I mean, you look back at that that first Ultimate Spider-Man arc, the, the story that Stan Lee told in 20 pages takes seven issues when Bendis gets a hold of it. Now, you end up caring a lot more about Uncle Ben because we see who he is and he's kind of this cool, you know, he's kind of this cool guy that we all wish we kind of knew and then he dies and it's actually fucking sad because in the original Spider-Man story, it's like, well, my uncle's dead, but whatever. I, I knew him for three panels. <laughs> you know, but, the, but there is this, this big focus on decompression and writing for the trade. You know, everything's being written for the trade. But when you get a guy like Ellis, yeah. who is so talented and who's only on the book for six issues, which sucks. Really? This is it? Yeah, yeah. six issues, and then a new oh, team wow. comes in. So he can come in and do one-and-done stories. That's still There's still an overall arc that's going on, but he's able to get, you know, a satisfactory read in each one. Yeah, he, he made those issues count, each and every one. I mean, there was yeah. one about... I think it might have been the last issue where the uh, this sleep tech agency was having problems because all their their patients were having incredible nightmares and giving them like extreme uh, what do you side effects like they they would start like ripping their own faces off and stuff and mm-hmm. whatnot and then it got to the point where you find out. There's a dead guy buried under the fucking floor, and he's giving off these polyps that, like, he had an infection in his brain, and it turned into a fungus, and now it's giving off spores and shit, and that's why everybody's having <laughs> nightmares. And I'm like, what the fuck? That is crazy. <laughs> and he did that Warren all Ellis, in 22 pages. Like, that, that was he's amazing. Yeah. He is, he is absolutely one of the greatest writers that that has ever that there has ever been in con- and I don't I don't know that Warren Ellis gets the love that he should. Uh, I mean, I know, probably I know about this. I know well, he's respected, but he's he's up there with Morrison. You know, he's up there yeah. with Alan Moore in my, in my opinion, anyway. And I don't really ever hear many people talking about him at, in the upper echelon. He's always in that like second tier. And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's a proper place for him. Well, the one thing, you, person that you haven't given credit to yet so far is, is Declan Chalvey in, the, in this book. Oh, it's I so mean, good, man. I, I, I haven't read six yet, but I read five, uh, up to five, and and the fifth, that fifth issue is just amazing. Oh, uh, with it's the, not, the coloring stuff, yeah. The coloring's amazing. It, it's basically um, what was that? Game of Death from uh, uh, Bruce Lee, where he goes into pagoda and every yeah. floor is something different. Oh, that was nuts. But, yeah, so it's not it's not too much Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis does get out of the way a little bit, which is great. And whatever he does say, it, it's very impactful. But just the art in this is just unbelievable. He you know keeps going up, getting new weapons, you know, killing people in different ways. And, and once again, you, you know, like you said before, it's a full story. You know, I don't need any backstory. I can just hop right into it. Uh, I'm satisfied at the end of it. You know, I don't need to know what happens to the girl. You know, I don't need to know. I like the ambiguity at the end of it. But I mean, it's so powerful. It's just the art alone, and he's you know how he has that whole white figure in the whole time, and then he finally rolls up his sleeves to to show some skin. You know, it's very very striking. It is. I mean, and he he plays such a, a badass character on Moon Knight. It's just the way he dresses and stuff. Now, it's it's a lot of the time it's not in a superhero outfit. You know, he's dressed up. In like a suit pants, a vest, white shirt, and a mask, and I was yeah. like, "Dude, he looks like a fucking gangster. He's badass. <laughs> he, does, yeah. he looks like an absolute maniac." Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I mean, essentially, that's that's what they're. Well, that's what they want the public to portray him as. Or that's what they portray him as in the book is that he's still batshit nuts, but uh, he he's got <laughs> yeah. more control of it in this this book, which is cool. Um, besides that, I, I was reading, uh, up on some old stuff. Uh, do you guys ever read the, the Powers, uh, books? Oh yeah. Dude, I love Powers. That is, Powers is what got me back into comics (laughs) after the, the nineties. Like when Image first started, it was, it was shit. (laughs) 
you know, looking back at it, it was terrible, but everybody was so excited. It was like, oh, this is so great. This is so great. And then it, it really, the bubble burst and all the chromium covers and all that, all the shit that was going on was just terrible. So when I started, I was working at a telemarketing job and my friend Rich had some comic books and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? You know, this is this isn't like the comics that I was reading, you know, five, six years ago, whatever. And I went to a comic shop and I saw this book called Powers and I was Powers number one. That looks kind of cool. It's cops and superheroes. Let me jump in on that. And it's it's been one of my favorite books ever since. It is brilliant. Yeah. And I just the, the you know, you, you start off this book not knowing anything about the character uh, who you're following and you start learning more and more about him and you know this this world that he's in and it's it's really really in depth and detailed and he's got a lot of history and the the superheroes and this all have a lot of history too it's not just you're dropped into this place and shit happens you know everything happens for a reason in this book and it's it's really cool again i'm just reading the original stuff that i think image ended up buying later on or picking up i i think the I don't remember the original publisher's name, but uh, is it the are you the whatever happened to Retro Girl? Yeah, yeah, the, the, that was yeah, the that, first. Yeah, no, that that originally started. It's at Icon now, but it it started at Image. It oh, was it an did, Image did it? book first. Yeah, okay. all right. Because Bendis Bendis kind of made his name with uh, he did Jinx and Fire, I think were the two of the big and Goldfish. He did these kind these graphic uh, graphic novels that came out through Image. And then he was writing uh, Hellspawn for McFarlane and Sam and Twitch for McFarlane. And then the Power stuff came out with Omeng, and uh, that that's where he blew up. Yeah, and, yeah, and, it's, it's cool stuff, man. Yeah, and then he got the Ultimate Spider-Man gig, and and the rest is you know he's Mr. Marvel now. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, and and fun fact uh, for you guys, if you're gonna pick up the book, Warren Ellis is actually in his own little issue in that book, which is kind of cool. That's right. He is. He's in the, the ride along. Yeah. And like he's researching for a book. Yeah. Oh shit. I forgot about yeah, and, that. And shit gets real in that issue. That's a really cool issue. I think it's like in the <laughs> second trade, maybe, maybe third trade, but uh, it's definitely worth reading through. I I've been having a lot of fun reading it. That's actually where most of my comic money went because trades aren't <laughs> cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> trades aren't cheap. They're like 13 bucks, you know, for a book, which all, all things considering, if I get six issues of a book for thirteen bucks, I'd call that a pretty good yeah. day. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, yeah, I, I spent like thirty bucks just on these trades because I, 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 I knew I was gonna get to the point where I would read the book, I'd get through the six issues, and I'd be like, "Fuck, what's next?" And then I, <laughs> so yeah, I, I bought three of them. It lasted me about a week, and it, it got my jonesing out of my system for that. So now I can kind of pick them up when I want instead of having to just. Buy one, finish that, buy the other, finish that, buy the other. Because I did that with, what was it, um, Animal Man, the first Rot World arc. Yeah. That yeah, went yeah. like four yeah. volumes, and you yeah, had to read rough. Swap Thing too, so that was eight <laughs> volumes. And I it, spent, it was a bit long. I spent so much money on that, it wasn't even fair. <laughs> like, they, DC just drained me for everything I had, those bastards, and I love them for it. But still, still. <laughs> did you enjoy Rot World? Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I, I kind of felt I, I liked it in the beginning, then I kind of fell off towards towards the end. Maybe I I was just so pumped up that I I couldn't I I wanted it to be so good that it, it just ended up being that good. But whatever, yeah. not a big deal. Um, yeah, the, it's that was one of those ones where I was like, "This is so good! This is so good! This is all right! I want this to stop! I want this to stop <laughs> yeah. right now!" Yeah. Oh God, there's like twelve more issues. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they 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 threw a lot of like ans- ancillary characters in, like uh, the Frankenstein, Angels in the Shade shit, and Constantine and yeah, whatnot. And yeah. I was like, ah, you know, but I, I don't want to dwell on that because that could be literally a whole podcast. Uh, <laughs> besides this stuff that I've been kind of catching up on, the stuff that I did read that I think other people should pick up is um, one is, is Mega Man because I'm just such a big Mega Man fan. If you guys listen to the Stone Age Gamer, uh, the comic's really awesome. Uh, they, it goes through uh, all the the happenstances of 
uh, the the third Mega Man game. I was gonna say Episode Three, and I was like, "This isn't <laughs> Star Wars. That doesn't work." <laughs> uh, but yeah, through the, through the third uh, Mega Man game, and it seems like it's it's all coming to a head now. And there's a lot of crossover stuff with Mega Man X, and the Mega Man X stuff is is my bread and butter. I I love Mega Man X. That's how, why I had to say it like in that sexy voice. That's how much I love it. <laughs> So I, I'd recommend that to anyone. The the art is is what you'd expect from a Mega Man book. It's got a very kind of Eastern feel to it. It's it's really cool looking. Uh, uh, what's his name? Ian Flynn writes all these books, whether it's Sonic or Mega Man or Sonic Universe. He writes all the video game stuff that Archie puts out. And I I've not been disappointed by anything I've read from Mega Man. It's thirty six issues in. I've not been disappointed by one issue so far. So yeah, I for anybody looking for a cool video game book, Mega Man is where it's at. Um, besides that, I checked out Borderlands, uh, the Fall of Firestone, because it had Claptrap on the cover, and it was funny. And if you guys know me, I I like funny things. That's that's really what I go for when I read a book. Sometimes is it's funny stuff because I have all my serious stuff kind of in a row. I don't need any more serious stuff most of the time. So when I see something like Borderlands, I just claptrap making all these quips and everything through the entire book. It was really funny. I think that's definitely worth a read. The last thing I read was let called... me uh, let me jump in real quick. Yeah, Pete. sure. Because I've never played the Borderlands games. Yeah, me either. Um, do I need to have played them to appreciate this book? A little bit, yeah, because yeah. they, okay. they they bring in characters and stuff that you're not going to know otherwise, and they're like the main characters from the video game. So if you kind of don't know at least a little bit about them, it's it's not it, it's not that it won't make sense because the the story is sort of a self contained uh, continuity, but the characters right. aren't really going to ring true because the personalities that they have in the video games translate over well to the books, and that's part of the beauty of it. But if you've never played the games, they're just going to seem like kind of normal. It's a little, uh, it's a little inside baseball at that point. Yeah, like, yeah, a little bit. I mean, everybody I, else is getting this joke, but me, and now I'm just kind of sad that yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, a little bit. Like I, I, again, Claptrap is just this iconic character that you you. I, I love so much. I mean, just from some of the trailers, if if you ever go on YouTube and check it out, type in Borderlands Claptrap, and he says some of the funniest dumb shit that you will ever <laughs> hear in video games, and it, it's it's money. Yeah, he's he's a little robot dude, right? Yes, he is. Yes, okay. he is. Yeah. He goes, look at me, I'm dancing. I'm dancing. <laughs> exactly. Whenever you say Claptrap, right all, all I can think of is uh, A League of the Road where where. He writes on the ball, avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> He's like, it's good advice, kid. Good advice, kid. <laughs> yes, yes. No, nowhere related to that, but still, still a good movie. I want to do a League of Their Own podcast now. Sure, why not? <laughs> Just sit around and talk about how awesome that movie is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last book I got to talk about is called The Last Fall. Uh, I I was sort of on the fence about this, but then I clicked into one of the panels, and it looked like a scene out of Halo, and I was like, whoa. Well, if it, if it looks like hell, I'm I'm, I'm kind of in. So, <laughs> and I, I sort of whispered it to myself too because I do weird things like that. But, um, I I was I was checking it out and it, it's fucking bananas. Like this dude's about to go home from this long intergalactic civil war, which kind of sounds like normal just bullshit stuff. It's it's a I think it's like a five issue arc or book rather because I think it ends after the five issues, but. Uh, it's got really cool, like, space themes and everything, but the guy goes home and, uh, to his wife and kids, and they end up getting murdered by, like, a suicide bomber for the, like, other side, uh, whatever, and, like, he just goes on this murderous rampage and go re-enlists back in the, the army, and everything's all about vengeance now, and this dude has, like, a very careless attitude about everything and it's it's kind of interesting to see his transformation of like you know he can't wait to go home be with his family and whatnot it's finally over for him he doesn't have to do this anymore and now he's just this bloodthirsty like grunt and it's it like i said it's interesting the uh the art's pretty nice uh and i get to see spacesuits all over the place just all these mech suits and stuff and they all kind of look different they all got different guns it looks like there's different ranks and types and everything so to me that that kind of makes for a cool book 
And I I had a little bit of extra money because I didn't read too many DC books this week, even though that's what I normally go for. So I ended up uh, kind of spending some time in IDW land. And IDW has, like, this thing where they do these very short runs of books. And so, like, if I if I spend, what, maybe 15 bucks on the entire run, it's not the biggest, you know, killing the world if it, if it kind of sucks or something because it's yeah. not going to keep going or anything. So yeah, yeah it's I not mean, like uh, Manhattan projects. <laughs> I, I'm, I can't talk about that anymore. I just I can't. Uh, but yeah, I, I it it's so it's so far so good. Uh, so I I'd recommend picking up that book if you get a chance. It's really cool by IDW called The Last Fall. Uh, gentlemen, do you have anything else to say before we go on to our s- selfish plugs? No, and, and and I don't even have any selfish plugs either. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah, dare I don't, you? I don't even I don't even have anything to plug tonight either. <laughs> the only thing to plug is to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> listen to this, which you're already you did doing. It already. Good job. Yeah, Keep yeah. it up. All right, so <laughs> guys, uh, what you should be doing is checking out our website, which is geeklife.com. That's g three three k l i f e dot com. Uh, our man in the sky, Chris Randazzo, or rather, web sky, web space, whatever. Yeah, he he's been putting up some cool stuff on our website. He just started a new column piece uh set called uh Lost in Time. And he did this really cool look at this game you've probably never heard of called Degeneration and he goes into detail why it's an awesome game and probably why you've never heard of it. So I would say definitely take a look at the article. He's He's a super good writer. He writes for Nintendo Force, another great magazine which you should probably check out. And plug, plug. yeah, <laughs> there. Enter, enter, do, enter. Self, selfish plug. Do we have one podcast where we don't mention Nintendo Force? Um, maybe on the Geek Philosophers. Maybe. Okay. No, you probably <laughs> hit it on that. I, I probably sure. did, to be honest. All right. But yeah, uh, I would say check it out. It's really awesome. We have all our other podcasts. We do. We now have Paper Cuts, uh, which is the podcast you're listening to right now. God help you if you didn't know that an hour ago <laughs> um we have the stone age gamer which is all about video games and then we have the geek philosophers where we cover just about everything no holds barred that's what we do yolo swag 420 <laughs> <laughs> i have to i have to say that one episode every every time one episode or else it it just Good. it's it's not a, it's not a geek life episode <laughs> What else? Uh, check out our YouTube. We got all kinds of content going up. Dan's gonna be talking about beer very soon, aren't yeah, you, Dan? I'm just, uh, one of these days. Yeah, um, one of these days uh, when things kind of settle. So, you know, then. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the funny backstory of that is is when I knew Dan about twelve years ago. When I first met him, he he didn't drink beer. Yeah, and yeah. now. Now he's a he's a cultured enthusiast. I am. I certainly am. Well, look at you, you <laughs> slutty whore. I know. I I obeyed the law. How dare I? And mock us our, our beer drinking. I so did. Yay, Keystone. All right. So uh, ten dollars for thirty. Ugh. Hell yeah. Ugh. God, I don't even want to go there. That's just a stomach ache waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, but besides that, uh, remember to like our Facebook. Check out our Twitter. We put all our news and stuff up there. So when we put a new episode out, Facebook and Twitter are the first places to know about it besides our own website and iTunes. So, yeah, check that out because if you follow us on there, you will know everything that we know immediately. Don't you want a piece of that? Don't you want to know everything? I want to know everything. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, it's that sexy voice again. I know, I know. I, I, I just can't stop. It's it's It's... I, it oozes out of you. Yeah, it's it's alluring. Um, so yeah, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, do you guys have anything to say? Anything you want to? No, thanks, thanks for wanna... having me on. It was it was a pleasure talking to you guys. Yeah, I, 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 we, we ho- good. Yeah, we hope to hear hear more from uh, from Nick Grilla here. And like I said, Evan should be back next week. We're we're working out the uh, paperwork to get him back in the country right now. So until next time, guys, uh, keep listening and have a good night. Later. Peace. Hey.